Hello and welcome to Let the Bird Fly, a podcast about living freely in a world given back to us. Mike and Wade here with you, socially distanced in our studio to continue recording in our COVID-19 online learning series. This recording is for Philosophy 201 Ethics, and we're going to be discussing chapters 9 and 10 of Gilbert Mylander's book, Bioethics, A Primer for Christians. Mike is working from the second edition. I am working from the third. And chapter 9 is going to be entitled Gifts of the Body, Organ Donation, and 10 will be Gifts of the Body, Human Experimentation, and they actually fit together quite well. Uh, Organ donation is an interesting topic in class usually because it's one where we get, I get more discussion than I would have expected. I usually think this is a pretty straightforward chapter. Um, You know, they probably won't have much to say. Um, But I think it's one of those things that we're familiar with the concept because maybe we get asked to to check a box on our driver's license or, um, you know, you, you see it on a television show, ER or something. And um, Can I not, interject something totally off the sure. topic here? So I was just reading. A, That's usually my strength. Yes, the uh, uh, book on moral psychology, and uh, one of the questions was, or, or something to to ponder was, in England and America, organ donation is like, I don't know, like twenty five percent, and in other places it's like ninety nine percent, and huh. so you try to figure out why, and the reason is that. <clears throat> In a lot of countries, it's automatic that the default is you are an organ and you can opt out. And in America and Britain, despite all these pushes to get people to do organ donations, you have to opt in. You know, you have to check the mark instead of I'm not going to be an organ or whatever. And that has to do with ethics. Well, that makes sense. And that fits with this chapter, too, because uh, the main argument that that um, that Mylander is going to have about this isn't that. Uh, organ donation is is wrong, right? He says this can be a very good thing that can be for a good of neighbor. Um, but it's I think maybe if we use that as a springboard, Mike, that idea of the opting in or opting out, uh, that that's a big part of the the issue. Um, that is, you know, who uh, who is in a position to make this decision and to make the this decision well, so that we're respecting people's autonomy. Um, and then how, if they are going to give their organs, how is this going to be done well That in a way that also respects uh, that, that dying is part of life, right? That we're not going to, you know, be like, come on, come on, come on. We need, we need your parts. Um, I don't know, Mike, what's your, some of your initial thoughts, if anything, that comes to mind um, when you think of, you know, just general public discourse about organ donation or issues in general or anything connected to what we've mentioned? Well, this is, again, a little bit off topic, but um, it's kind of one of those things like if you don't do it safe and legally, <laughs> there will be a black yeah. market for it, right? Yeah. And that that's a whole other ethical uh, question, you know. And you hear the horror stories about, you know, the person waking up in Vegas in a bathtub full of ice <laughs> and missing uh, a so, kidney or something. Yeah. So, you know, I, I go right away and not that you were wanted to discuss this in this episode or not, but, um, you know, the soul and the body are so tied together. How do you, how do you take one part into another part? But when you think about it, you shouldn't have a problem with that. The body is constantly changing molecules, right? Uh, there, uh, there are certain things that become my body, right. That were not, that were another body like meat, 
right? And that's not necessarily, uh, doesn't really, it shouldn't mess with our idea of the soul, even though I think all the soul is in all the body, you can kind of think about it that way. Um, but if, if, uh, you know, I take something in, then it becomes a part of me. And if it is taken out of me and goes somewhere else, it becomes a part of them. And, um, and there is a beautiful thing, right? I, I mean, giving, literally giving up your body, if there's anything about a living sacrifice, right, that would be, that would be it. And so, yeah, I've never had a too many, I've never had somebody have an ethical problem in my parish about that. You know, you talk about embryos, stem cell research, that that's when they have questions and need clarification, but never about organ, organ donation. I think it's a, obviously a, be, I'm an organ. Are you an organ donor? I know I was, uh, I just got my, um, <laughs> what do you call that for flying your new license? Oh yeah, sure. The federal ID or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. So I was on my old one. I don't know. Do you have to check it on the new one, or did well, they just automatically put it on if know. you were before? I don't know. You have to check. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you uh, you just write it on the back, I guess. Oh, really? I thought you had to check on the thing. I'll have to look at my. I have an old, I have an old ID. I have a thing on the front. In that Michigan, says, you just used to put a sticker on it. I have a donor. It's part of it. Yeah, that's what I had on my old one. Where do you, what are you on your front there? It says donor sticker here, but they never gave me a sticker. Oh. Did you actually put the sticker on? No. I think on the back it is all organs, tissues, and eyes. I wonder if on the sheet, if they didn't give me the sheet when you fill out to go to this. Right, maybe. Yeah. Huh. So here's here's that ethical dilemma that you're probably not going to do it because it's the default. Yeah. That you're not. But I had the, I'll, I'll find I have a feeling that when you die, they're going to be like, hmm. Yeah, I don't think I'll have a lot of good organs. We'll wait until the next one. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Maybe if we, I think this is maybe a good place to bring into the discussion uh, for organ donation or for uh, um, human experimentation, the the importance of not commodifying people, um, that, that someone should freely be able to, with human experimentation, right? You can, there's ways that you could uh, participate in experiments to better your neighbor, you know, if Freighter's doing a, across the right. street is doing a sleep study, or donate my body to science, as they say, right. generically. Um, but that we not uh, exploit those who might be more inclined to say yes to things because of economic need. I don't know if that's making sense, Mike. Um, you mentioned, for instance, a market for um, organs could develop, and that can be a very dangerous thing. And that's an important question that doctors and ethicists wrestle with is who should get organs if uh i need a kidney and a eight-year-old needs a kidney and um you know they look at our general health whatever how do you make those decisions what if the 90 year old billionaire needs a kidney or the eight-year-old needs a kidney the nine-year-old's the chronic alcoholic who's just going to wreck another kidney is on his like 12th kidney (laughs) you know i'm like mr sims or whatever from the, the simpsons um is it Sims? Or Sims? Um, and uh, the uh, you know the uh, healthy eight or nine year old. Well, how do you keep that from becoming a, a marketplace? And so, uh, especially with the human experimentation side of this, uh, you know, a lot of times it's been shown that the people most uh, vulnerable to these is uh, the homeless um, and children because. 
interestingly enough, parents will oftentimes give permission for experiments to be done on their children that they wouldn't give for themselves. Now, sometimes this might be desperation. You want to save your children. Um, and then regarding the homeless, because we know in the past, you know, forums that have not included addresses for the people uh, who are undergoing these things. Now, that doesn't mean that the homeless, this is like a Nazi eugenic human experiment, you know, uh, uh, Mengele type thing. But it, it does mean that those people might not be in a situation to make a clear-minded, um, autonomous, uh, meaningful decision about what they're taking part in, as opposed to if uh, Mike or I see a, uh, a flyer up, you know, for a, an experiment that Freighter is doing. Uh, you know, I know the Medical College of Wisconsin is doing a big concussion study right now. Um, and, uh, you know, if Mike or I fall, probably I would fall and I get a concussion, well, me volunteering to let them use the, you know, the, the brain scans that are done to that to, to, you know, get a better idea of what concussions do. I'm in a pretty okay spot economically and, and uh, um, socially, culturally to make that de decision. So it's respecting the people involved, um, w being careful with social pressure or economic pressure being applied to them. Uh, but I think also this respecting, as I mentioned earlier, respecting the process of dying, um, and that especially for organ donation. Why, uh, why might we as Christians be concerned with the process of, of dying, Mike? Why, why not just, you know, get those organs as soon as we can? Um, I mean, it's not like someone's having their best days now. Uh, at that point, shouldn't we be worried simply about the person whose life we might be able to save? Um, how does death fit with life? Uh, anything that comes to mind with that? Well, I, you know, it's sort of kind of a cliche, the deathbed, but we know as pastors, it really isn't for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, these are moments of, uh, sometimes the terrors of conscience, um, and hopefully then uh, a relief and absolution. Um, there are, uh, you talk about the process of dying. I mean, there are. And not just for the, the one dying, too. Yeah, for, for the people that are there. Like, I often, you know, the question comes up often about, like, should I um, um, cremate or not or whatever. And I have some one-liners on that that, that aren't, aren't always helpful. Like, you know, yes, Jesus can put your body back together. But, you know, he's, on the last day, he's going to be really busy. Why make it hard for him, right? And it's kind of my way of saying you know what, there, there's something about the, about the body in, in the ground. And, uh, of course there's the history of, you know, atheists kind of thumbing their nose at that or, or groups that did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. Right. But the main, you know, and those are all, those are all like satellite issues, but I will say to somebody like you, at the very least have a funeral with a casket, rent a casket, <laughs> you know? And the reason for that is and I don't like the word closure, but you know what I mean with the family, that they get to see it. So, and, and the person from the pulpit can say, this man, this woman is going to rise from that. You're going to see this person again. And so there is a process of dying of, of relatives being able to come visit you. Um, maybe there are some legal things that need to, to, to uh, uh, be ironed out. Um, there are blessings of quick deaths um, for the person. 
not always for those who have left been left and and even though even if you're you know someone's in the with dementia in the, the alzheimer's unit for a decade you wish you would go faster yeah i get that um but if you're on the other end and somebody died in a car accident you say i wish i had one more day or i had one more hour and so to hasten that i i think that's important too that the medical establishment not that they do this but the medical establishment is not saying okay, let's pull the plug because we got this, you know, baby in Denver that needs to have this organ. Um, but that the, that the death process in a very spiritual way for both the patient, the one dying and for the family that that's carried out. And, and just, you know, maybe even we, we should talk about even the doctors and nurses themselves, right? That they are able to see this process happening and not think about this as parts. You know, this is not a it's not a chop shop, right? right. Where we're doing this, and I, I and, and that's the big thing is to be able to respect the bodies, the souls, the uh, the to be able to respect the the personhood of everyone involved in the process. So I was at, we had a nursing home, a local nursing home when I was in a parish in Minnesota, and um, I think I was I was only there for the present actually when someone actually died, you know, usually you get called in a nursing home and I knew they did this, but I was never in a room for this when someone died. Okay. And I was in the room for this, for this person. Okay. We think that's it, right? That's the last breath that the staff stopped and came to the room and they kind of had a little ritual. I think it included a prayer, maybe even in a song or whatever, whatever it was, um, it was a nice touch for the people that were there of the family and, and me as a, as a pastor. But I'm guessing that that was 99% for the staff itself. Yeah. That this was a person, right? And it was good for staff morale, but it was also good for the staff to understand we serve people here. We are not, we are not here to just kind of wait it out. These are people that had passed, they had lives, they had families, they had personalities. And uh, I'm guessing that that was essential for the staff then to go out the next day and treat those patients who can be as ornery as all get out, especially those maybe who have dementia, that they see them not as customers, clients, but they see them as people. So I think there is a process there for everybody involved, including those who are the doctors, the nurses, the orderlies, and everything else? Yeah, and I think that I think that uh, we'll keep this one a little bit shorter. But I think it hits on the the main things that that Mylander brings out, or that usually come up in class. So with organ donation, once again, that we remember that all involved their personhood, um, that we not uh, um, undervalue the process of dying. And, and I think, like Mike said, this doesn't mean that doctors and nurses are ever standing by saying, just die, 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 die. Mm-hmm. But it does mean that the focus may someone move, um, w- whether unintendedly or not. Um, so we respect the process of dying. Um, that we, we make sure that people are able to make wise decisions, informed decisions about donating their organs or uh, participating in human experimentation. Uh, we make sure that we don't leave it to the most marginalized economically, culturally, socially um, in our country to to take part in these things. 
um, that we be careful that we don't commodify people or their organs um, or these experiments. But at the same time, that these can be good things that can serve for the good of our neighbor. Um, so he, he neither says that organ donation or human experimentation are wrong. In fact, now they can be wrong depending mm -hmm. on how they're done. But he'll even say maybe more people should participate in them, right, mm -hmm. uh, to, to help for uh, one's neighbor and for society. But that whenever these things are carried out, we, rec we re recognize and um, reinforce the humanity of those that are uh, – taking part i think that's always an important yeah, issue and, and we hate to go you know do the whole nazi thing you know but it happens right. i mean some of the details there my wife was just reading a novel um some of the de about that period historical fiction uh, some of the purposely infecting people to see how it yep. you know and and probably they were justifying that in a weird way of course um tainted with racism but uh, this is for the better of betterment of humanity, right? And uh, you know, if you have a worldview where humans are just a little bit more evolved animals, you can very easily justify a lot of that, especially with the quote-unquote undesirables. Well, and also, and we'll get to embryos next. But the idea of well, they're going to die anyways. That same logic was applied, mm -hmm. you know, there as well. So um, hopefully, a theme you're noticing coming up throughout. Mylander is that for a Christian, a someone is always a person, and a person is a someone, um, and we ought to treat them as such. We will leave off there. We hope you're doing well. We'll pick up next with our final one in the series of um, bioethics, Mylander chapters 11 and 12 we'll get next, and then we'll have our last one if we have time to record it before I got to do a conference call, which will be on Dostoevsky, the Grand Inquisitor. Um, so until next time, let the bird fly.